0: What's your guilty pleasure? Me? I don't have one. You're listening to Guiltless Pleasures, an unapologetic pop podcast with Bobby Asen. Hello everyone and welcome back to another week of Guiltless Pleasures. It is me, Bobby Ason, your host. And I hope that you all had a wonderful holiday season. Christmas has come to an end, so has Hanukkah. So whatever you're celebrating, or if you're still celebrating, happy holidays from me to you. I know personally I had a wonderful Christmas. I got everything on my Christmas list except one thing, and that is Luigi's Mansion, which I can definitely buy myself. So that'll be my own gift to myself for Boxing Day. But I hope you guys got everything on your list that is well deserved. We are going to hop right on in with my current guiltless pleasure. My current guiltless pleasure actually started today and I think it's going to be an addiction in no time. HBO Max has a show called House of Ho and it is phenomenal. If you liked the movie Crazy Rich Asians, you are sure to love this show. There's definitely a secret underlying scandal in this uh, Asian family's culture. You get to see a lifestyle that takes place in Houston, Texas that many people may not know about. So I think this is going to be the next big show to take off. It is what the Kardashians wishes it currently was. And I am super excited to watch it. Only sad thing is I don't own HBO Max. So someone who listens to this, please send me your login so I can watch past episode two moving on i want to go into some instagram dms that i have received this month the first one being a comment that didn't fly too well with me and i would love to hear everyone's opinion on this i got a dm that said just want to say i love your new style it fits you perfectly and this did confuse me because i don't think i have a new style so i responded aw thanks didn't recognize i had a new style The person says, I'm not sure either now that you told me, but looks less queer. I just love who you are and you have to be yourself. Looks like you calm down. When I read this, it definitely had me go in instant fumes because who is this person to say this? And that's not really a compliment to me. I mean, I think that I just dress however I want to dress. And in my last episode, I talk about how I do shop in the women's section primarily, and that's definitely because of the way the fit for clothes is, but whether I dress feminine or not, it's not really anyone's business to comment on, especially, I just think what throws me out the most is they think that this was a compliment, and to me it's more of an insult. So I said back, that's an interesting statement. I think that's a problem with male masculinity you may have. I dress however I feel that day. And his response was, and you should be who you are, just saying I love the ones of you today. And I didn't respond to that. And since then, he's responded with a hot reaction on three of my pictures. But what really upsets me with this is that this person is also gay. And to comment something like that really is the problem with male masculinity, especially in the gay community. I don't comment or respond to someone and say wow nice gym outfit for the third time in a row or you know I can get annoyed with someone going to the gym and I'm like posting pictures of them going to the gym but even then if I say something it's just to my friends and I don't get why this stranger thinks they have the closeness to comment something like that and I will continue to just wear whatever I wear whether it's sheer lace sequined I just want to wear what I want to wear, and so should you. Now, the next DM I want to read was something that was surprising. Um, I believe it is a listener for my podcast, and her name is Brenda. I won't say her last name, but anyways, she went through, I guess, my old Instagram stories and commented on an Instagram story from 100 weeks ago, and Brenda says, I am 62, and Siesta Key is my favorite show. I love it. And I wrote back, oh, I'm glad to hear you enjoy it too. It is my favorite. So Brenda, if you are listening, thank you for reaching out and letting me know that at 62, Siesta Key is enjoyable. And I'm glad that you are open about it. And hopefully you enjoyed this podcast since that is the point of the podcast is to share your interests and your likes. So thank you, Brenda, so much for sharing that with me. Another DM I received this week was from my girl, Holly Madison saying thank you for being faithful to her brooke varney got me for christmas the holly's world dvd set and one of the other seasons of the girls next door because i believe she got me season five and not four because four season four is selling for over seventy dollars and she was too cheap to buy me one so she skipped that one but anyways Holly Madison did reach out and she was the first view on my Insta story and the first person to respond and we kind of had a quick chat and by that I mean like three more words interaction about Disney and whatnot and after that I did wish her a happy birthday the next day which she also responded so Holly Madison thank you so much for always watching my Insta stories whenever you're tagged and being the first one to respond and my next Instagram message I want to go into was from no other than Jonathan Michael. Jonathan Michael has always been a big supporter of my podcast, and I am so grateful for this. And I'm not trying to answer these or read these as, as if I feel like I'm a celebrity. I'm just saying them because they're cool um, or they piss me off. So luckily, this one's cool, um, but we got to... Talk on Insta Story every once in a while, and we always talk about how we should FaceTime to go over some things and just like have a chat because we have very similar uh, personalities or maybe I should say interests. And that was very great. I got to FaceTime Jonathan Michael outside of Starbucks in celebration because my neighborhood lost electric, so I used the Wi-Fi at Starbucks and enjoyed an acai refresher. And got to catch up. And we had a lot of great conversations about, like, Ryan Murphy's casting choices, to, you know, the problems in male masculinity in the gay culture, and how there is a, you know, shunning or negative stereotype when it comes to bisexuals, unfortunately, in the gay community, and how we, you know, can try to educate ourselves and be helpful in that sense. So, these DMs have all helped me and benefited me, and if they pissed me off, they inspired me to keep wearing what I want to wear. So that's a quick recap on that for no reason at all, because no one even asked for this, but here it is anyway. Something I want to go into next that has reached a lot of thoughts in my brain has been something that happened this week, and that has to do with someone saying to me, well, if you ever go to a store and you find poppers, can you buy them for me? Because I'm too ashamed to go into a sex store. And I was like, seriously, you are you wouldn't go into a sex shop? And they went, oh no, like that would be something I would never do. That's like, I would never even go to the restaurant called Better Than Sex just because of the connotation it has with sex. And to me, I find that, so interesting because i've always just been so comfortable i feel like since coming out i should say with sexuality and things like that i mean my mom was indeed in the original girls gone wild so i feel like sexuality was something that was easy to talk about and never like shameful and i always Had seen, you know, my mom's friends have bachelorette parties or bachelor parties on TV with penis straws and all the above. So to me, it's so weird. And I asked the person, like, well, what, like, so does that mean you don't even buy like condoms? And he was like, well, I mean, I do at, you know, at Target. Like, I just now got the nerve to do that myself. And I'm not shaming someone for being shy by any means, but. I brought up a point I said do you realize that everyone has sex like you're a product of sex and everyone knows people have sex and he's like well it's different like you wouldn't go to a sex shop and I said going to a sex shop is the same thing as grocery shopping when you're grocery shopping you know everyone is grocery shopping for food items when you are at a sex store no one's gonna look at you weird because everyone there is also having sex. So there's nothing uncomfortable that actually happens in a sex shop. And you need to get rid of that stereotype or that stigma that you're creating for yourself because Better Than Sex has good desserts. A sex shop has the poppers you use. You know, I don't understand the thought of embarrassment because really those places are just as safe for the things that you are going for, because everyone else has the same interest in getting the same thing you were trying to get that day, and I don't think there's any judgment at all. I think there's no judgment in a sex shop, as the same as you're picking your favorite apple, the one that looks the best to make your apple pie. So right now, if you were thinking to yourself, should I buy that vibrator, should I go out? Do it, please yourself, and make sure you have a good time. I've gone many of my girlfriends vibrators i've gotten my guy friends flashlights there's nothing wrong with acknowledging sex and that's something that really upsets me with today's world especially when you see shows like lizzie mcguire getting canceled because they don't want characters to on certain shows to acknowledge that they have sex and to me like what is so wrong with that with being a human so always enjoy what you want to enjoy and who cares what anyone else thinks because at the end of the day they all do it too obviously we know i feel this way since my podcast is called guiltless pleasures but i also think it's funny because most people think when they hear guiltless pleasures that this is going to be a sex podcast which it's not But I am definitely down to have an episode about sex one day. But this is just a little intro into that. And speaking of intros, I know last week I did talk about eventually this episode or the following episode. to have one with my mom on my coming out story, which my mom has agreed to do. It's just a matter of fact or a matter of getting the right time to record the podcast with my mom. I did see her for Christmas, but... We were so busy watching Christmas movies and doing Christmas things that we did not record a podcast yet about me coming out. And I really think that's going to happen actually in the new year, since this will be the last episode of this year. As we close out this year, I do want to give a short summary of my year. Some of you do not know my full journey of this year, so I'll make it quick and brief. But essentially... This year was supposed to be the year of change for me. I knew I was turning 25 and I wanted something different. I had been working at Disney for about six years, almost seven years, and I wanted to spread my wings and move out of Florida. But then, you know, you had everything happen with COVID. But in summary, I became a flight attendant for American Airlines. I hadn't moved to Dallas, Texas to begin my training which all came to a halt and I was halfway done through training when we got sent back due to COVID-19 and by the time I came back to Florida the Walt Disney World Parks had already been closed and I was seasonal at the company and at the time when everyone thought this was a two week thing my you know, my managers at the time said, oh, and no worries, when we reopen, we'll give you a temporary assignment to work full time until American Airlines is ready to take you back. And long story short, those two weeks ended up being a lot longer than we thought. I had about a month left in my apartment that I was renting with my best friends and time was coming to a close as they were all starting their next chapters in different states. And I felt very panicked and I was very stressed in my flight attendant training. It's a lot more stressful than people think. It's a very safety critical role. And I had a lot of fear of not having a job and making the wrong mistake and leaving Disney full time to do something that might not ever happen. And with the fear of my friends leaving and my whole world feeling that what I did for six years was coming to an end, I had a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of anxiety to where I feel like I was having out-of-body experiences and I ended up feeling like I had a heart attack and I went to the hospital. And when I was at the hospital at night, they told me that I had severe anterior uh, chest pain, which makes you feel like you're having a heart attack and the pain can last to two weeks and it can get triggered and happen again. And that's really when I learned that I had extreme anxiety problems and I had problems with being alone and not doing something activity-wise for 24 hours a day like I had been living for so long and that I was living my life just to you know at the expense to please others more than myself which was taking a toll on myself so with that realization at the hospital I did go to therapy and started an anxiety medication which now I'm in a lot less stressful situation so I'm actually leading off my medication but I just wanted to make people aware that the year that you may see on social media is not the full year that I had and that's just a little insight on my life and in between I did get COVID. um, COVID-19 I did have the coronavirus and overcame that luckily I was asymptomatic for the most part and I think that this year I still was very blessed. I'm very thankful for the time I got to have with my roommates uh, before they left to get closer to them. And for my own personal journey, I feel that I have grown so much in this time and I've really learned to care about my own well-being and my own health. I'm in better shape than I ever have been from working out and I care about what I'm eating now. And I think just taking care of my body was one of the most important things that I got out of 2020. I say body as my voice is cracking twice, but I guess maybe I'm just getting a little choked up about it. Uh, Not really, but that would be my most important lesson of the year is to take care of my body or else I can't take care of others and to truly learn to express myself. I've always had trouble communicating my emotions and that's my main focuses in therapy and I really think that I have really grown and I hope I can only continue to grow as we go into the new year. And also a very important lesson of 2020 is to always wear your mask. And now it is that time of the podcast where we go into our pop culture Recap Before I go into all things Bravo as usual, I do want to go over some things that have happened this week, such as Britney Spears' man testing positive for COVID-19, but not affecting the queen herself. Britney Spears has tested negative and does not have the coronavirus. So she is still in good health. I have heard some very sad things that she is being accused right now of having dementia and I would like to believe this is false. I mean, if they're claiming this has been a thing for a while, I don't understand how they think she has made it thus far and does the things that she is doing and has done in the past couple years while having this accusation of dementia. I think it's just something they want to put on her and they think that they can get away with it. But I'm sure the truth will always come to light, at least I hope so. But poor Brittany, as always. But I hope she had a good birthday at the beginning of the month before her man had COVID. So as soon as I finished recording last week's podcast, two big things happened. One will be in the Bravo recap, but the first one being Ariana Grande's engagement. And I am beyond happy for her as long as she is happy And I'm very excited to see her proud to be in love again. And we have seen this gentleman before throughout social media, but never being tagged anything. So I know she's tried to keep it as private as possible. Something I do love about her engagement ring is that we know this from Twitter, that Nona had a ring, um, well I should say, I'm reading this as Ariana Grande wrote it, she wrote, Nona had a ring for me with the pearl from grandpa's tie pin. She says he told her in a dream it protect me. And so she has the pearl next to the diamond of her engagement ring, which I think is beyond super sweet. I think it's so nice to see her have a unique ring. Um, I honestly love when people have family, like heirloom rings or just something different instead of the stereotype or stereotypical I should say rings that you see every day instead of thinking they're just special or different because they have an oval shaped diamond at this point so super happy for you Ariana Grande congratulations now I want to go into (laughs) what the fuck was Kim Kardashian wearing for the holidays if you go on her Instagram you'll know exactly what I'm referring to she looked like a cockroach met the Hulk, and had a baby. I mean, she looks like a green cockroach. I, there's no other way to describe her outfit. You will look on her Instagram right now, as I'm talking, guys, look up Kim Kardashian's Christmas outfit, and you will immediately see why I say it looks like a cockroach met the Incredible Hulk. Moving along to other what the fuck moments, I want to talk about The Bachelorette. The season has come to an end. Taysha has chosen Zach to be her fiancé. And I think in the end, yes, I just learned his name in the last episode, but I do think in the end they are good for each other. I think that the words they said to each other are words that I could only dream that someone would say that feels that love for me. I would love to have what they have. And... My only complaint with their engagement was how fucking ugly their backdrop was. It was like some like giant, I don't even know, just, I don't know if it was made of wood or like, I can't even describe it. And I hate that I keep saying the word like, but I'm really just at a loss of words. And my brain really is trying to think of replacement words because there's no way to describe it. It was just hideous. It was just an ugly location i would rather have gotten engaged in the pool than the spot they chose but i was very sad to see ivan get sent home i don't understand how they made it so far in the show and if Tasha's biggest thing was religion that she could have gone this far without asking ivan or any of the other men what their religious views are. I think it was a waste of anyone's time to then have even talked to her if they weren't religious because she says that's the most important thing to her. And to me, if I had a value or something that is a deal breaker, that's something I would ask up front because otherwise you're wasting their time and your own time. So I think, honestly, I think it's kind of disrespectful to wait that long if that is the deal breaker. To me, I just, I was shocked that that was even an issue. Can we also just talk about the episode on Monday, the fucking dates that they made them go on? What the hell was that? Legitimately an ice makeout world breaker. Who cares? Absolutely not. Like I would never ever in my life want to do that as the contestant or to win someone's love. Either way, that would be a no-go for me. And then that painting, like they painted with their bodies and again, it's supposed to be sexual, but that just looked like a hot mess. And it reminded me legitimately of the episode of the Liz McGuire show where they just like use hand painting to make a mural on a wall. And I tweeted the inspiration of this current date, hashtag the Bachelorette and Bachelor Nation actually retweeted it. And they said, takes notes for the next season. Uh, why the next season? You already did it. Also, I couldn't help but think about all the plants I just killed when they took that sexy shower because all that paint is getting all over the flowers and just gonna kill everything around it. So that was interesting. I was waiting for Ben to show up the whole time, and I definitely did tweet that they need to have some Ben, be gone spray at this resort because him talking sounds like nails on a chalkboard, especially when he goes, "Come here, come here," and I'm like girl just run and she says what do i do with that and i said girl you just leave him again and i truly mean this when i said it on twitter i don't understand how you could want someone who couldn't express what they wanted or any of the feelings they had for you because if they can't express how they feel about you then how are you supposed to have any communication or anything like that in your actual relationship to me that's absolutely absurd and I can't remember the other guy's name. Some guy got sent home. Was it M- Brendan? Brandon? I don't know. Sorry, to that man. I don't know who you are. And I guess that was your, what, 12 weeks of fame? Who knows? I'm sorry to that man. All right, enough of that. But time to go into some bravo drama. So the day t- after I recorded my podcast, Erica Jane on Instagram posted some screenshots with a caption, this is Justice Trisha A. Bigelow. She was fucking my husband, Tom Girardi, and he was paying for her sax bill and paying for her plastic surgery. So we can see from these screenshots, they are conversations, talking about that they are indeed having sex. We do have the discussion of having makeup sex. We have the discussion about um, him allowing her to buy extra things with his credit card. So we definitely know there was a real relationship going on from these screenshots, but I do have some questions still on whether or not they're just paying this person off to have their life, uh, have some drama and that way they can distract from their lawsuit so it seems like a realistic divorce since she was getting countersued for faking a divorce. But I think that's a very interesting turn of events and you have all the housewives commenting on it. Ooh, she has receipts, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. but Erica Jane quickly deleted the Instagram post and is back to only posting selfies of herself not showing emotion. Going into Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, we have the new Marks Brooks tracksuits that we saw on the show. And there was a drop at 6 p.m. and I had my alarm set and everything to get the tracksuit that we saw launch on Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. But the reality is I did not really want to spend the $124 for the tracksuit. I indeed do not even own a tracksuit, but I could not get myself to buy that item for that price. I do think it's very funny that in the show, Jen mentions, I thought a collection was a collection, not just one item, because in his fashion show, he wears, along with all of his models, the same tracksuit, and there's no difference in their outfits, so we aren't really sure how that's a collection, but I was very excited, and I did join the email for the alert to go to the sale, and it did sell out, but I could not get myself to purchase one. I'm so sorry. I did uh, have some conversations with him on Twitter and Instagram about the drop and when to look out for it, etc., etc. but I just could not get myself to do it. In Real Housewives of Orange County news, we did get to see the woman's looks for the Real Housewives of Orange County reunion. I have a lot of thoughts on it. My first one was about Shannon Bador. I genuinely thought that she was wearing tights in her outfit, but she um, was not. Her legs were just that pale and she just bronzed her face so much that I thought she was wearing white tights in her outfit, which I would call an Angelica Pickles outfit from Rugrats, but an all white version. I believe that Gina looks amazing in the picture that we do see of her um, that Bravo posted, it does look like you can visibly see her Spanx in her one leg slit. Um, I hope that's just like the way the lighting is because if she's wearing Spanx, she really should have been wearing Skims for that one leg cut. And let's see, I do think that, Unfortunately, Kelly looks really amazing. I personally would um, have preferred her not to look as good because she is not my favorite. I think Bronwyn looks like she's Ariana Grande going to war, which is, you know, that's the vibes you should have for every union. I think Gina looks surprisingly really, really, really well, especially because usually her hair is horrible. We see, it looks like, uh, to me at least, All natural hair, great spray tan, interesting cut on the outfit, but it's still not bad. The worst goes to that new girl, and I don't know her name, and um, I don't really want to know her name, so good for you, girl. Um, You and Worst Dressed. In Real Housewives of Atlanta news, I need to go to Atlanta because Candy Burrs has now just opened her new restaurant, I almost said store, and it's a steakhouse. And I want to go to the old lady gang and I want to go to the steakhouse so bad and I need to go shopping at Tags and audition to be a model for the Cynthia Bailey modeling agency. So I see a Atlanta, Georgia trip incoming anytime soon. I did find this episode of Real Housewives of Atlanta to be very lackluster in the drama. I do have a hard time remembering the new girl, I think she doesn't really stick out to me. And usually I just don't like the new girls because I think they come on too hard or they're trying too hard. Um, whereas one problem I have with this girl, is I think that her story is just very, uh, her storyline is very forgettable and I keep losing it in the different drama that is happening currently. Something I'm super excited about though is I I'm almost done watching Real Housewives of Potomac, and oh my God, I 1000% see why everyone tells me it is God tier, because it is sent from the heavens. It has so much drama, so much realness, so much behind the scenes showing production that it is just chef's kiss. I cannot wait next week to be caught up with the reunion to discuss all things Potomac here. We are also so close to seeing Dallas come back. And my friend Nick brought up a really funny point that if you look at the show, they do replace some cast members with people with the same names. You have a Tiffany who is Asian replaced by a Tiffany this season. And you have a Carrie replaced with a Carrie. And I never noticed that the recasting was always choosing the same names but I do know we have a redhead who does not have the same name and I am very excited to see the drama of Mama D and Deandra because I think that is always so real and raw to watch and I think it makes great TV and I always love seeing Brandy and Stephanie come together I don't think I have really any news for Real Housewives of New York besides the fact that If you want a picture that I have on my phone screenshotted of Ramona looking just like Britney Spears, makeup, hair and all, then give me a DM and I will send that picture over to you. And uh, we had Ramona post today, a Instagram picture It says, Kim Cattrall opens up about not returning to sex in the city. And the replacement suggestion is Ramona Singer as modern day Samantha. And I didn't really realize that they looked very similar, but I do think Ramona only looks similar when she is done with Facetune. So, good idea, funny meme. And with that, I think that is a wrap because I do not watch yet Real Housewives of New Jersey, but you can bet that by next week, I will have started. So for the time being, I will say goodbye to everyone and please stay guiltless.